Break's over, mofos. Go big or go home. Coming up next. All right, so I want to thank each and every single one of you who's listened to us so far. We truly appreciate it. Please tell your all of your Parks and Rec loving friends about us. If you want to reach out to us, message me on Instagram at the Parks and Questions podcast Instagram page. Let us know how we're doing. If you have any suggestions or complaints, and even if you hate us, let us know. If you want to support the show, there's a link in the description where you can literally send us anything you want, and it helps uh, support the show. We really appreciate that. Let's not forget about our friends at Ding Tea and Lakewood. Guys, it is scorching hot in SoCal right now. Come on by and they'll hook you up with an amazing ice cold drink of your choice. Here are my top five. I've never even told you what I what I drink. My first choice is a kumquat lemon iced tea. My wife Ashley uh, brought it to me the other day. I'm like, holy fuck, this is delicious. Then I love the mango smoothie, the strawberry juice, the strawberry mango smoothie. Of course, you could add boba to any single one of those or crystal boba. Uh, I love the uh, strawberry mango smoothie, the strawberry lychee yakult. The taro milk tea, the mocha ice blend, they're all delicious. Uh, come on by in Dake, uh, Lakewood or in Downey, now open. Let's get on with the show. Another solo pod while Alex is on a mini vacay. He deserves it. Hardworking boy. So Leslie makes Anne go on a date with Chris. April has a boyfriend and Andy tries to win her back. And the parks department brings back the Harvest Festival. First category, what's age the worst? Eduardo's shirt, April's new boyfriend. So no one wears shirts like that anymore with that design on the back. He might have been able to pull it off back then and it looks good in it, whatever. But I can guarantee you that he doesn't have a shirt like that in his closet today. Number two, Ben made it seem like the parents of Pawnee were literally so pissed off that they were going to fight Ben because he canceled the basketball league. So I assumed that they'd be passionate about the issue. So for my next, what's age the worst, the parents, they're just sitting there, not giving a shit about the basketball game going on. Totally missed an opportunity to have funny pissed off parents. Parents today are so fucking wild at their kids sporting events. I used to coach uh, 12 and 13 year old boys baseball. And we had to call the cops once on a parent who threatened to coach. And his poor kid was pitching, sobbing on the mound because his dad was being confronted by the cops. I don't I don't mean to be that passionate and crazy, but don't just sit there and let Tom eject your kid for no reason, even though that was hilarious. Like you guys begged for this and you guys don't do you guys don't give a rat's ass about your kid giving getting injected by Tom. Uh, number three, I already mentioned it. It was pretty funny seeing Tom injecting those kids, but don't put your hands on them, dude. That didn't age well at all. He literally dragged the kids out by the shirts. Uh, quick thought on that game. I thought it was Carnage versus Mouserat. Turns out it was Swanson's versus Lightning. That was pretty, uh, pretty lame. Uh, number four, what's age the worst? Bad referees. Tom, the worst referee I have ever fucking seen. But bad referees still exist today. Not, not that bad, but that was pretty fucking bad. Uh, number five, what's age the worst? Was it a little racist of Andy to say Eduardo was from some city in Mexico? just because he didn't know where venezuela was he's like across the pond i mean i'm mexican and i found that kind of offensive i'm sure the venezuelans would have uh, been a little upset too like come on you never fucking heard of us not sure that age too well what says the best i only have one chris saying that nurses are the most undervalued people in society yeah 
especially today. How bad did you feel for Jerry on a scale from one to 10? I'd say Leslie throwing his painting and telling him he needed to get his uh, testicles checked for a lump, checked for lumps. It's pretty fucked up, but nothing to flip out about. I'd say about a three out of 10. And that painting did look pretty impressive, though. And she just tossed it into the lake. Um, unanswerable questions. Sorry, I'm just flying by these categories. Uh, did Ben ever bother looking through the color-coded idea binders that Leslie spent all summer making? Probably not. Number two. Of all the things to reinstate, a two-team basketball league? Really? Also, how did the ages work? Was it only like, I'm assuming there were what, 12 and 13-year-old boys? What about the 10 and 11s? What about the 8 and 9s? And what about the girls? Who decided it was only boys? That's sexist. And I guess ages, too. I guess that didn't age well, either. I should have thrown that in, in uh, what didn't age well. Uh, what ifs? What if Ben and Chris had said no to the Harvest Festival? Think about it. It's still pretty fresh in their mind that Leslie set up this fake date with Anne. They could have very well been like, you know what? Nah. Right? They were lucky that they said yeah. Um, funniest moments. I think I ranked them. Yeah, I did. My first one. Leslie telling Anne that she put in a request to buy fertilizer for the soccer fields. And then they said request denied. And she said, we literally can't buy shit. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, my next funniest moment, Ron's scene where he's like, we're going to turn men into gladiators and gladiators into Swansons. That was pretty epic. Also, too, the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. I have one in my room. It is. I look at it every single day. Um, next funniest moments, Andy's coaching style when he's like an emphasis on fun and a second emphasis on mental and all the kids are just running, running around doing whatever the fuck they want to do, playing, uh, eating pizza on the floor and Andy kicking the ball. He's like, look, go get it. And everything from the, from the part where during the game, he's like, uh, are you taking a break or are you hurt? Taking a break. That's smart. And, and he's like, that's how I knew I agreed to be a coach. I I, I mean, uh, you're not really coaching, Andy. You're just being like a buddy to them. But sure, you can call yourself a coach. That's fine. Uh, next funniest moment. <laughs> when Tom was literally the worst referee I've ever seen in my entire life. He's like, that's a foul. Ron is like so pissed off. On whom? Your team, number 50. He was double dribbling. He's on defense. That that's a technical difficulty. That means Andy's team get to shoot the ball from the stripey thing. Ron's like the stripey thing. Also, I'm a little pissed off that Ron, that was all the effort that he gave to show that he was angry at Tom. Like that's it. All he says is the stripey thing. I would have continued arguing with him. I, I know uh, Ron was supposed to play like a Bobby Knight type of guy. Bobby Knight would not have given up that easily. He was like, oh, that's why you call the foul. Oh, okay, I understand. No, Bobby Knight would not have done that. And number one, the funniest moment for me. I, I haven't laughed this hard 
in a while. And when I first saw this scene 10 years ago, it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And to this day, it's still pretty high up there. April. Well, Andy is trying to win April back. He gets her some some flowers. There are flowers all over the desk. She's like, what are you doing? And he's explaining to her that he's doing everything he can to win her back. And Eduardo's like, ¿Qué dijo? She's like, in English, well, she says it in Spanish, but in English, uh, the subtitle says, he's thinking about becoming a woman and he's asking me for advice. And Eduardo's reaction, <laughs> he's like, ah, you should do it. Follow you dream. <laughs> what makes it even funnier is that he faked that accent because he goddamn well knows English and he knows English better than I do. I follow that dude on Instagram. His name is Carlo Mendez. And he speaks English better than most Americans do. No, I'm just kidding. That's a lie. But he speaks English better than I do. And the fact that he was able to pull that off makes it even funnier. And Andy's reaction to April's lie, it he just really seriously? Wow, that's awesome. Thanks. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know why. That 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 to me, you gotta watch the scene. I just me talking about it doesn't do it justice. One of the greatest scenes ever. Uh let's take a break real quick. The character that did the most with little screen time. Here are my nominees. The lady at Foot Locker. The manager at Foot Locker. And uh, the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. It's got to be the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. <laughs> to this day, the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness has become one of the most iconic Parks and Rec things ever that became memorabilia i have one right now i just wanted to take this last break really just to run to my room and grab it so i could read off every single thing that's on here first thing it says honor if you need it to find you don't have it pretty straightforward america the only country that matters if you want to experience other cultures use an atlas or a ham radio buffets whenever available choose quantity over quality weapons Woodworking, welfare avoidance, teamwork, work together as if your life depends on it. It does. Selfishness, take what's yours. Haircuts, three acceptable styles, high and tight, crew cut, buzz cut. Are the scissors broken in your house, son? Greatness itself, the best revenge. Discipline, the ability to repeat a boring thing over and over again. Attire. Shorts over six inches are Capri pants. Shorts under six inches are European. Self-reliance. Trust yourself. Suspicion. Do not trust anyone else. Skim milk. That's right. It's on here twice. Avoid it because skim, skim milk is two, two rows below. But the first skim milk is the one that says it's on here twice, which doesn't make any sense to me. Cow protein. Pig protein. Chicken protein. Romantic love. Deer protein and fish for sport only. The best one on here is uh, romantic love. Uh, intensity, give 100%, not 110%. It's impossible. Only idiots recommend that. Torso should be thick and impenetrable. <laughs> Old wooden sailing ships, they're beautiful. BO, 
Cultivating a manly musk puts your opponents on notice. Stillness. Don't waste energy. Move, wait, don't waste energy moving unless necessary. And here's skill milk. Skim milk, the one that he's talking about. Cursing. There is only one bad word. Taxes. If any other word is good enough for sailors, it's good enough for you. Friends. One to three is sufficient. Property rights. They exist. Do not let them be taken away from you. Masonry. Building walls makes you strong. Defending them makes you even stronger. Cabins. A place to rest that is made of logs. Pers is it persp yeah, perspiration. Only sweat during physical activity or lovemaking. No emotional sweating. You. You are your biggest ally. Crying. Accept acceptable at funerals and at the Grand Canyon. Physical fitness. Frankness. Cut the BS. I agree. Capitalism. God's way of determining who is smart and who is poor. Facial hair. Full, thick, and square. Nothing sculpted. If you have to have it sculpt, then that probably means you can't grow it. Living in the woods. Live off the land. Rage. One rage every three months is permitted. Try not to hurt anyone who doesn't deserve it. Security. Secure the land. Poise. Sting like a bee. Do not float like a butterfly. That is ridiculous. Handshakes. Firm, dry, solid. In three seconds. The last one. Body grooming. Only women shave beneath the neck. <laughs> I read this every now and then. And then I go to sleep. So that wins the character that did the most with little screen time. It's got to be the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. The most epic thing probably to come out of Parks and Rec. Uh, let's see. The funniest character. Okay. I have to actually say it was Tom. The hippo feet scene and the sports bra scene was pretty epic. And how he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Ron was hilarious. To me, he stole the entire episode for me. Half-assed internet research. You know what? Fuck it. Since we're already here. Jeremy, suck it. By the way, I've been giving away free sports bras to the girls on hot from Hot Dog on a Stick. Fuck. I fucked it up. I practice it every now and then. Randomly, I'm just driving and I'm like, Jeremy, suck it. Okay. Half-assed internet research. Even though they released this episode way later than they wanted it to, this episode still had the highest viewership of any episode of the show at that time. It was like 6.3 million or some shit like that when the average was like 4.5 or something. It skyrocketed. It's pretty fucking crazy. It's crazy how much two additions to the show and one major subtraction, I'm talking about you, Mark Brandana, shits and spans, uh, makes the show a lot better. So while coaching basketball, Ron Swanson shows his players what he calls the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness, a guide to living similar to the Pyramid of Success used by John Wooden. The pyramid includes several different categories with honor at the top and others below it, such as uh, I already went through them, blah, blah, blah. A poster of this pyramid was included in the promotional materials uh, given to media in advance of the episode's broadcast. And images, images of it were later placed on the official Parks and Recreation website. During the basketball game, Ron wears a, a red sweater and at one point angrily throws a chair onto the court. These are references to the great basketball coach, Bobby Knight. That's right. For whom Ron had professed great admiration to in the pilot. And then they made him get rid of his poster for legal reasons that st they still don't talk about. During scenes at the gay bar, the bulge, 
that Alex for some reason oh, actually no that's that's the snake holes. Alex for some reason calls the snake hole lounge a strip club. It's not Alex. Get it right. During scenes at the gay bar, the bulge, a stylized stencil poster of Leslie hangs on the wall. It is designed in a similar way to the Barack Obama Hope poster designed by artist Shepard Ferry with the word nope instead of hope. This poster was previously featured in the second season premiere, Pony Zoo, where Leslie is praised as a gay rights hero for marrying two male penguins at a ceremonial wedding at the zoo. During the Parks Department shutdown, Tom gets a part-time job at Lady Foot Locker, a retail sh- uh, sportswear and footwear store. He wears the uniform, the store uniform, which resembles a referee shirt when he actually referees a youth bath- basketball game later in the episode. So he wears the same shirt to work that he does to, I guess, his other work. He left. He quit one job and he wore the same uniform to the other. It's crazy. Uh, Tom's part-time job is in reference to the second season episode, Woman of the Year, where it is revealed that that John Raphael also worked at Lady Foot Locker. That's right. John Raphael worked at Lady Foot Locker. So during the break that they um, that they uh, shut down the government, Tom went to go back to work with his homie. So this episode was pretty great, but it wasn't as great as the last episode of season two. So I would have guessed that it gotten it got like an 8.0 or at least more than an 8.0. It got an 8.2 on IMDb. And for those that don't know, I keep saying IMDb and you guys don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's the Internet Movie Database. Look it up. I, I find myself going through a rabbit hole when I go to that website. I love looking at ratings from movies where it's like, oh, I love that movie. I, I'm pretty sure it got like a 9.9 on IMDb. And then you go and it got like a 6.2. It's like, what the fuck? Y'all are smoking crack. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, that's IMDb. Uh, And that's it. But guys, really quickly, I have some very exciting news. We started a new podcast called Thinking About Movies. And I'm just going to read the description of what I wrote. Quote, my son has made us watch certain movies over and over again during this pandemic. So much so that now I have questions and I want to pick the movies apart. Every week, someone and I will break down a kid's movie or an adult movie. Whether it's my wife or my wife's cousin, Alex. I'm talking about Alex. We're here to talk shit about everything. End quote. If that interests you, please follow the Thinking About Movies podcast page. And there you will see news about when the first episode will pop up. Thanks again for listening, guys. Like I said, you could uh, support the show by clicking on the link and sending us whatever you want to send. I think the minimum is 99 cents. I'll appreciate that 99 cents. I'll buy my son something to eat. But anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, Until next time. Appreciate it.